listening to Are You There World? It's me, Taylor, job journey from a clueless graduating senior. And this episode, I'm with Benji Baer, who is the chief marketing officer at CBRE, which is a commercial real estate firm. Um, so thank you, Benji, for talking to me and for wanting to help me out. My pleasure. I'm honored to be included in this discussion with you, Taylor. Oh, good. What are some things about your job as a CMO that you handle regularly? Yep. Um, I'm involved in, you know, almost all aspects of the business in some way, really thinking about how do you grow the business? How do we strategically position our firm and our capabilities in a way that help our clients reach their goals? And so in terms of what we're, you know, I directly am involved in, um, first and foremost is thinking about the talent on the team and the type of skills that we need to, to address the marketing challenge and the business challenge. It's how do you organize those individuals and their roles and responsibilities to the greatest effect. Um, and then thinking about kind of very much what's next and what's ahead and what are the things that we should be thinking about um, that we aren't currently thinking about. So I spend a lot of time looking outside the company meeting and speaking to other marketing leaders and other business leaders around trends that are coming around the corner. Mm -hmm. um, and at the end of the day, it's, it's really trying to be present with clients, with talent, with prospects, uh, delivering our services and creating a really meaningful experience. Um, and that ultimately is, is you know, creating a, a great brand experience and um, product experience for our clients to help them reach their goals. Yeah, um, sounds... that gets you, that gets you close enough to literally what I do. But I can certainly sort of double click into any of that for you if that's helpful. Yeah, what's something about what you do that you really love doing? Um, I love the strategy and I, I love the planning aspect of the role. I also love to stay really close to our um, the creative development and the storytelling. Mm -hmm. um, trying to really take, we're a huge organization with over 100,000 people in about 100 company, countries and about 500 offices. And sort of looking for those um, seeds that unite us, those things that make us uniquely Seabury and sort of trying to identify those and then bring those forward into the organization and then to our clients is really, um, it's probably one of the, my favorite parts of, of the role is really distilling complex ideas and distilling a lot of data points into synthesizing it into one idea that then you get lots of people sort of nodding their head in agreement around and it starts to become a multiplier force and, and super powerful. Yeah, totally. That sounds really cool. And you work for such a huge investment firm and commercial real estate firm. What's it like working for such a big company? You said it's across a hundred countries. Is that what you said? Exactly. That's yes. crazy. Yeah. Yes. Um, I like working at, you know, at scale, obviously in a large size organization before I joined CBRE, I spent um, about nine years at J.P. Morgan Chase, which is equally a really large mm -hmm. company, complex company. And I guess the way my mind works and one of my key strengths, uh, I was a very strong math student. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like the mathematical equation of trying to figure out, you know, what matters, where is the biggest areas of need and emphasis, where is 
Comer companies growing and trying to kind of do the mind mapping of how these organizations operate and what their business models are and figuring out where I can place myself to um, drive the greatest change and, and impact. So for me, I like big. I was just speaking to a colleague of mine though about this the other day. There are a lot of people where that is not the right place for them and they want to be in something that's smaller and more maybe more nimble. Um, it just depends on the individual, but for me, I, I like the idea of making a big impact and um, in some ways trying to boil the ocean is, is not scary to me. Yeah, trying to boil the ocean. Um, you mentioned working at JP Morgan for years. How did mm -hmm. you go from there to here and how was that transition? Yep. Um, so I spent most of my career in the investments business and the financial services industry, and I, I loved it. Um, it is an intellectually challenging um, industry. It's one that is top of mind for lots of different people and impacts how we live our lives, how we save, how we can enjoy ourselves, and hopefully, you know, live in dignity through um, our retirement years. And that, I felt, was a really important mission. Um, the way I transitioned outside of financial services, which wasn't really a deliberate move, came about simply through a phone call that I received from an executive recruiter um, who presented this idea at CBRE. I knew little about the firm. And as soon as I started to dig in and understand more about what they do and where they stood in the space, I was intrigued. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing led to the other. Um, and I realized there were a lot of similarities around the business model at a bank or at a financial services company as compared to what that is for a commercial real estate company. Um, and the, the move was a, a really good move. Um, and I really didn't think twice. Once I realized the kind of uh, amazing talent and growth opportunity at Seabury and I understood, I guess, my ability to really drive impact I was super excited um, to make that move and I, I did never look back. Good, glad to hear. Um, kind of in your job search and, you know, moving moving around positions, was there ever like a really tough interview question that you were faced with or like, do you have any good interview tips for me? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, you know, I think first and foremost, is under to understand yourself and understand the company that you're going to meet with mm -hmm. i think people walk into meetings without sometimes without enough information and that doesn't put you in a good position um so my recommendation is you know try as best you can to understand um, the organization that you're going to speak with maybe how they're structured maybe some of their recent moves or challenges and just keep those those top of mind um, for me, in terms of challenging interviews, oh, I've had, you know, I think, if I think back over the years, actually one of the first jobs that I interviewed for at a college was with um, an economic consulting firm. It was Alan Greenspan's firm. And I had a lovely interview, and then they proceeded to invite me to take a three-hour um, cognitive and mathematics test oh, where I was going to be. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yes. Did you know that before going in? No. Okay. So, <laughs> so that was like a lot. I'm like, okay, we'll give it a shot. And, you know, let's just say I didn't end up working there. So we can imagine what the outcome of that test was. But I think taking those sort of tests and 
being evaluated that way, while you know maybe is very effective, is not enjoyable. I think as the recruit, um, and I know that that goes on today. Wow, crazy. <laughs> Do yeah. you have? Um, I know you mentioned before, like your favorite thing about your job. Do you have a, a least favorite thing about your industry or your job? Hmm. I mean, I like challenges. I don't want to be like, oh, you know, my weakness is my strength. However, I think the hardest part of work, and I don't think this is unique to my industry or to my company, is, you know, when you are partnering with people and collaborating and there's just not a shared trust and respect mm -hmm. and so the ability to really advance things and work together are challenged and I, that's that's where i get down that's where i get frustrated that's when i think i think want to throw in the towel mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't happen a lot i'm happy to say and and i would say over the years i've had really positive thriving working relationships but there are those times when for whatever reason, a personality type makes makes the work challenging. The ability to kind of come to a shared discussion or shared consensus or being even open to a discussion. Um, and that's where, I think that's the hard part of work, which isn't even the work. It's actually the, the um, interpersonal mm -hmm. roles and nature of, of working in any size company. For sure. I was a management minor and that was definitely something that we focused on a lot is how to kind of handle those tricky interpersonal situations. And I think, you know, there I just try and take a deep breath and like shoot as high as possible and try and take my own kind of emotion out of the equation. And mm -hmm. that, that helps a lot. Yeah, for sure. Did you ever have like Kind of a biggest fail from your job search or even a little mistake you had when you were young <laughs> oh yeah i mean there have been many fails along the way and actually i spoke at one of our women's conferences lately and, and this was a, there was a similar question mm -hmm. uh, and i actually looked up the word failure and okay. i don't know if you would know what it means but it actually means like not meeting expectations and i thought to myself geez like that's kind of every day of my life where there are things I want to accomplish or you know, ex high expectations I have, and I'm not always meeting them. And so the, I kind of keep moving. I mean, my mindset is, you know, make that, recognize that maybe something wasn't achieved, but don't fester on it, don't dwell on it, and just keep moving forward because you're going to have, lot, there are lots of opportunities to do good. Mm -hmm. And while it may bother you, likely the other people around you aren't as focused on on the miss that you made or the thing that didn't go as well as you think it did um so i think it's really you know this idea of having thick skin is is meaningful i i think having you know the ability to get comfortable with not everything being perfect and understanding that and taking whatever learning is from that and keep advancing is terribly important mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I could list my failures that are bigger if you really want to hear <laughs> I mean, I feel that I'm, I'm definitely a perfectionist and like when one little thing goes wrong, it's hard to move past it. There you go. And yeah, I think it's going to be important for you as to not let it hold you back mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and not let it get into your skin or, um, 
takeaway from your confidence, which hopefully you have. I mean, you've, I'm sure you've, you've accomplished a lot already and look at your academic background, you know, keep leaning into those strengths and that power. Thank you. I definitely will. Um, finally, like, do you have any advice for your 22 year old self? Well, maybe it's not my 22-year-old self. It's my 22-year-old daughters. Okay, yeah, <laughs> like, like someone, someone like me. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I think you have to be open, particularly in these, like, early years after school to just take a job and start doing something. Okay. Right? And try it out. And if it's not really not right, move on. If it's sort of not right, you just frustrated, try not to give up too easily. Um, as it relates to um, what I would tell myself to do differently, give me a moment. I think probably take a few more frequent, bigger risks earlier mm -hmm. on. I think I was probably somewhat conservative in my approach to things for fear of failure or wanted, you know, I wanted to feel like I had a job. I think it's a lot right now because of the demand for talent or the war for talent. I think you can actually take a few more risks than maybe one could during more challenging economic times. And I'd say take advantage of that because that won't always be the case. Okay, super helpful. Super good to know. Yeah. Um, and thank you so much for sharing all this advice and for telling me all about your job and your career. Uh, it's super exciting. So I really appreciate it. I hope you find it helpful, Taylor. And um, in addition to the podcast, you can always give me a call.